You are listening to a brand new episode of the Whole Story Podcast. On today's episode, Josh Drew, who is a producer for ESPN Radio and TV, also he books guests and uh, with ESPN, and that's a, a big piece. As we were chatting beforehand, Josh, not a lot of people understand just how many people behind the scenes are putting on the excellent work that you're seeing on ESPN. It's not just, I'm going to text this person uh, before a show starts to ask them if they have time. Sometimes that might happen, uh, but still it's, there's so much more that goes into it. Kind of walk me through what is one thing about your job that excites you every single day? Hey, thanks, Alex. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. It, I think every day uh, there's something new. You know, I, I I liken it to a sales job, but it's actually something that people want to buy, which is uh, you know being on ESPN. And and so um, you know when I first started at ESPN, uh, I had I had done some producing uh, at a local radio station, but I had never worked you know nationally before. And I started at ESPN Radio. And I had uh, I had one contact in my phone, and it, it was uh, it was Ron Artest, or at the time Meta World Peace. I don't know what he goes by by now, but um, that was the one that was the one contact I had. And, and I think that the trick is, and, and kind of my goal was to uh, you know build up my Rolodex as, as much as I as I could. And you know it's been a little over eight years now, and um, you know things start to get a little easier once you start to make those relationships. But I think to me the most exciting part. Is show say to you okay we want this person on you know on our air and uh and then it's going out and finding you know finding that person and again it, once you've built the relationships things become a little bit easier um but it's the challenge of figuring out okay how can i get in touch with this person do i go through the team do i go through the agent <clears throat> you know is there another way of going about it and and to me that's the most exciting part um and typically most people are are interested and willing to you know do something on ESPN. There's always the the, the topic or the person that that may not be uh, wanting to do it. But um, part of the excitement is chasing these people down. And uh, you know, for a while we were we were looking to get Roger Goodell on on one of our uh, you know one of our uh, shows and uh, get up with Mike Greenberg, one of the the new shows at ESPN uh, was a target for us because it's you know one of the major platforms there. And uh, I think for a while I was emailing uh, the the NFL PR folks uh, almost every week, uh, you know, just just sending, hey, you know, we want to talk about this or hey, this topic's hot in the news, whatever it might be. And um, after a while, you kind of finally break through, and and right around the draft, we, we we were able to get him, you know, on. But it's you know that that comes from you know weeks and months of reaching out and and kind of. I don't want to say hounding, but sometimes that's what we do too. Uh, it's 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 reaching out over and over again and and trying to make your case as to why um, this might be a good a good fit for uh, for the guest. And look, there's there's a lot of other competing networks and a lot of other places these people can go. Obviously, podcasts and and different uh, you know LeBron's company um, uninterrupted and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of places these people can go. So it's even though we're ESPN and people know this is a good landing spot it doesn't necessarily mean it's the only landing spot. 100%. What's been one person that's been your biggest challenge or your team's biggest challenge to book? Well, I think, you know, the, the I, I guess the white whale is, is Michael Jordan. Um, he, and look, I mean, with him, he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Um, you know, he, he's making millions and millions of dollars as you and I are sitting here talking. 
And, uh, you know, for, for him, I think he can decide, you know, what he wants to do. Um, his, his kind of main person is named Esty Portnoy. And, and I've reached out to her many, many, many times. And, and our team has reached out to him many times. Um, you know, the last dance documentary that, that just recently came out, um, that was a, you know, th- there was a decent shot at us having him there. He opted to do Good Morning America, which is uh, part of the Disney family uh, with ESPN. So it kind of makes sense for him to land there uh, as, as that's a, you know, quite, quite a large platform uh, as well. But, it, you know, he's, he's one that I think is always, is always something that we, we've been, you know, trying to kind of nudge forward and, and, you know, try different, you know, tactics. And I think with him, again, he does what he wants to do. And, and he's never going to advertise when he wants to do something. So it's kind of like being that, the right person in line, you know, hitting that lottery ticket and, and having him say yes. And it, it you know, for, for my end, it hasn't been something I've been successful at yet. But I think it's something that we've we've all kind of you know strive to do. But look, he's got he's got great relationships with with folks like Stephen A. Smith and some of the other folks <clears throat> at ESPN. And so I think uh, you know sometimes uh, leveraging and using those relationships uh, to to help get a guest is always a kind of a smart way to go about it. W- one of the first uh, guests that I booked when I started in uh, this kind of full capacity role of a of a of a talent producer. It was, uh, begin- it was the beginning of 2014, and it was my first Super Bowl trip that I had taken with ESPN, and it happened to be uh, in New York, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl that was in New York. And so <clears throat> I, I just had started working on Mike and Mike, which, you know, growing up was, was a show that I watched a lot of and, and certainly uh, looked up to, to Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick, who are both really great guys. And uh, one guy that Greeny just loves and still to this day, you know, really, really likes is Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, I had been talking to his guy and it just didn't seem like it was going to, going to, going to work out. And uh, it was like midweek. It was, we were there Monday through Friday doing shows and they had shut down a bunch of streets and everything in, in the city. And, and uh, it was about midweek and his, his guy had kind of randomly emailed me and he's like, Hey, you know, what do you guys have uh, on, you know, for tomorrow? And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. So he actually, he came down, he wanted to see the set. Um, his guy came, you know, came down, checked everything out. Uh, it was very, you know, this doesn't happen typically with a lot of guests. I mean, a lot of times with Goodell and some of the other commissioners, you get, you know, security folks and people coming down wanting to see everything beforehand. But, but this was like real official. So he came down, looked at, you know, over everything and we ended up having him. And it was, it was, it was crazy because A, Greeny was just beyond excited to have him. And so for me to be able to deliver a guest like that to someone who, who I look up to and admire uh, in Greeny was was just a really cool experience so um i i think it, i may have peaked a little too early because because i don't think anything uh will ever top that for him uh but uh but booking guests for for him and for you know get up and some of the other shows that i work on it's it's a thrill and and anytime i can i can make the host happy and, and certainly the producers and other folks that are on the show happy um it's a win so that that's always you know kind of the exciting part for me but i think as far as the the guests that has been the most difficult, I'd say, would, would be MJ. And I think the, the guess that was difficult and was a huge win was, was uh, the Jerry Seinfeld booking. Now, Josh, in college, do you ever want to be on the air and not behind the scenes? Or did you kind of figure out in college where it's like, you know, I want to be behind the scenes. I like that kind of atmosphere better. Yeah, so it's interesting. It, you know, college is so funny because – 
you're expected to pick a major when you're, you know, 18, 19 years old and, and say, okay, well, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I, I had interest in uh, being on air. Uh, I went to school uh, at a school called Palm Beach Atlantic University, which is in, it's in West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, I went to school for radio and TV broadcasting. Uh, while I was there, I uh, did a bunch of stuff on the, the local school. Uh, I think it was an internet radio station. It wasn't anything crazy, you know, crazy big. And, and I, but I had some shows on that that I did that were, you know, were, were fun. I had a guy uh, who I worked with uh, there and we did a sports show. And uh, my senior year, I was the kind of the, the student program director of the radio station and things like that. So I think, I think there was always interest in that. Um, before I started in college, I, or right around the time I started in college, I was doing an internship at a station, um, called WERZ in New Hampshire, where I grew up. And, um, the internship kind of turned into a little bit of an on-air role. And so they, they called me Chuckles the intern. And, and, and I was, at that point I was like, I don't care what you call me. I just want to be on the air cause it's, it's fun to right. do. And so we had a, we had a really good time and I still stay in touch with, with the hosts of that show. They're, they've since moved on to other uh, bigger and better things. But, uh, you know, I've stayed in touch with them as well. And, and so I think it's always been of interest. Um, but when I graduated college, it was 2008. And anyone that remembers 2008, it was it was a real rough, you know, time with a recession and everything. So I kind of tried to jump into whatever I could and producing um, seemed seemed like it was a, you know, a pretty good landing spot. So I've enjoyed it. Um, and I really think I was able to kind of start to uh, define and refine what I wanted to do when I found this, you know, this guest booking uh, niche. So it's, it's really been, that's really where I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of fun, you know, doing it. And producing was, I always said the best part of producing when I first started at ESPN and, and, and when I was producing some other places was always looking for the guests for that show. So I think once I realized, well, if I can just look for the guests all the time, that's really what, what is exciting for me. So um, when I was able to kind of boil that down a little bit more and, and realize, well, this is what I'm good at and this is what I enjoy. Um, that's, that's kind of where I landed. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever rule out wanting to be on the air, you know, down the road, local, local radio is where I started. And that's really has been a love of mine for, for a long time. Um, and I think, you know, if, if years and years down the, down the road, something presented itself, uh, then I think, you know, it, I would always look at that opportunity. But I think one thing I've learned is uh, certainly you can make your own opportunities, but I think it's important just to be on the lookout for when an opportunity may, may come and, and be grateful and thankful for where you are in, in the moment, because I think a lot of people don't do that. And, and that's really important, especially in, in these crazy times that we're living in right now. 100%. Now you said in college, you had a little radio show. Did you test the booking niche that you generated in your career now in college were you maybe not shooting for the mjs of the world but booking college radio uh broadcasters like in your own school did you kind of is that where you started learning uh, this is fun this is exhilarating this is a thrill yeah, so it's it's funny. Um, I had gotten when I was interning at the radio station in New Hampshire, I had gotten on some different, um, you know, people sending out, you know, opportunities for for different guests and things like that. And I was able to actually track down an opportunity with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who uh, was was promoting. I think it was an audio book or something at the time, and uh, I was able to kind of manipulate it 
to make it sound like it was a little bit bigger of an opportunity than it actually was, which again, sometimes it's, it's a sales job. Um, and so I, I interviewed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the, the school radio station. Um, look, I mean, honestly, probably like 25 people heard it. It wasn't, it wasn't like a lot of people, but it was, uh, it was a really cool opportunity. And, and, you know, I was able to take that and, um, you know, and, and use it down the road and, and tell people, Hey, like I got to interview Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when I was, you know, in, in college, which isn't an opportunity that a lot of people get. So yeah, I think that there were moments like that where I, I would try and, and see what I could do as far as, um, you know, getting, getting the big name. And, and that's always been something I've, I've enjoyed doing, which I think is why I enjoy doing what I'm doing now. It's, it's, it's not just going after the little fish. It's going after that big one, right? The one that, uh, the people either can't get or don't know how to get or whatever. And it's, it's building, you know, the relationships over time, um, to, to not only get them once, but get them over and over again. You know, that's the big piece. It's not connections, it's relationships. How do you, in this field, not just build a, a one-off, right? To not just have MJ one time, but to have MJ five times, you know, where, how can you develop that as a producer behind the scenes to make that long lasting relationship? Yeah, it's, uh, you got to look at it more like just a win when you get the person the one time. Right. And, and it's, like I said, it's, it's building it over, over time. So when I first, one of the first uh, times, I think it was actually right around the time that I booked Jerry Seinfeld back in 2014. Um, we had gotten Mark Cuban on set as well. And he's a guy who I, I look up to and admire so much because he's not only is he, um, not only is he really thoughtful, but he's just super smart. He's just, you can almost ask him about any topic and he'll give you an educated answer because he really is, it seems like he's educated in almost every, you know, everything that you might bring up. And so um, I started, when I booked him the first time in 2014, I went through his, his assistant. And over time, um, we started to kind of build a little bit of a rapport and a relationship. And now I'm, you know, if we need to get him on the air, I, I typically just will shoot him a text. And and, and a lot of times I think I try to make it seem like every time I reach out to him is not me asking for a favor. It's not me saying, Hey, can you come on the air? So sometimes I'll, sh I'll shoot him a text and just say, Hey, you know, I, I heard you on this podcast. It was really great. You know, I really enjoyed it, whatever. Um, and I think if you can do that with, with um, whether it be agents, PR people, you know, team representatives um, you know, the chiefs obviously coming off the Super Bowl win. Um, I got a good relationship with their, you know, PR folks and, you know, sometimes it's, it's not just a, you know, Hey, can, can we get this person on? But it's a, Hey, you know, hope you guys are, you know, enjoying the, you know, enjoying the, 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 feel of that win or whatever it might be. And it's just kind of, it's kind of just touching base with people like you would with, you know, one of your friends, you know, you're not always in it to, to ask for a favor. And I think over time people will realize that if, if every time you reach out, you're saying, Hey, can we get this person on? Or, Hey, can this person do that? I think it's important to nurture the relationships over time. And uh, when you can do that, then, then those people will come to you when there is, you know, something to talk about. And again, it doesn't hurt that, you know, we represent or I, you know, work for the four letter network in, the, in ESPN. Certainly that that's helpful. Um, but I think, you know, building the relationships is, is something that's, that's really, really important to do. What's been one of your most, eye-opening experience working with ESPN up to this point? Uh, it's a good question. I, I, I think there are, there are moments uh, for me where I sometimes have to say like, 
wow, this is really happening. Or this, you know, I, I try to remove myself a lot of the times, especially when, when we do uh, on-site type of remotes and we get these people, you know, in person and as opposed to on the phone or on camera or whatever it might be. Um, there was a time, uh, it was 2015, 2016, somewhere in there where uh, the draft had moved from New York, the NFL draft had moved from New York to Chicago for two years. And uh, we had gotten, Roger Goodell had agreed to come on the show with Mike and Mike. And uh, I went down into the kind of the, the belly of the, the place that we were in. It was some kind of mall complex. And, um, you know, Goodell's people had, had come through already. The security folks had said, okay, we're going to kind of take the car underneath the building and come up in the freight elevator and everything. And, and I remember I was standing in the, in the elevator um, with him and with a couple other people and all his people are just kind of just standing there. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make some small talk. So I'm sitting there kind of just having a conversation with Roger Goodell. And it's just like, well, this is really, really kind of cool. And I think, you know, it's those experiences. There was another time we had the Super Bowl in Minnesota and it was the same kind of deal. We had Aaron Rodgers on set and he's a guy that really does very little media. And, um, he, same kind of deal. He, he, he had his car drive in kind of under, it was, we were in the mall of America. And so they kind of came in through the back door and everything. And I'm sitting there waiting for him. And I think as before the car arrives, I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And you know, they step out of the car and it's like, okay. And then you kind of realize, well, this is just, a, it's just a person just like you and you know, you and you and I. And so um, you kind of try to make small talk. You kind of, I try to think ahead, you know, okay, what am I going to talk to him about? Um, I never want to come off like starstruck or anything like that. And so it's, it's, but it's those moments and it's certainly after the fact when they get back in the car and they go away where it's just, I try to, I try to soak it in just for a second and say, well, that was really interesting, really cool. Certainly something that not a lot of people get to do. So um, I think it's those kind of moments that I, I are eye opening in the moment, but, but it's also after the fact where I'm like, well, that was really, you know, really cool and, and, and kind of a fun memory to, to, to think back on. Now, how is it working right now? Because you can't go into uh, the headquarters right now, right? Into uh, the station, right? You have to, right. you're in your home. How has that been challenging or has it been challenging for you to kind of the last two, two and a half months figure out, okay, I got to, have you been like on set at all in any way or no? So, no, um, Bristol is, the Bristol campus is open, but it's only open to a very limited number of people. And pretty much it's the people, you know, the talent and the producers that have to be on set. Mm -hmm. um, what my group has done uh, is basically just done everything from home. And, and it's funny, I get a lot of people that know I work at ESPN, but, but not necessarily know the inner workings of it saying, hey, you must, you must be having a lot of free time and not a lot of stuff to do. And I, and I say, actually, it's been busier than it ever has been. Um, because everyone is assuming and rightfully so to a sense that these people, you know, athletes, coaches, everybody's just kind of hanging out. And look, a, a lot of the athletes are working out and doing their own thing, but we've gotten so many requests for, uh, for a lot of different, you know, a lot of different folks. And I think some guys are looking to do extra stuff because they're just sitting around with their families or by themselves and they're, they're kind of bored just like we are. Mm -hmm. um, so I think uh, the, the number of guests that I've booked over the past, say, you know, two months, two and a half months has, has increased quite a bit over what I typically book. Um, again, right now, uh, over the past eight to 12 months or so, I've, I've been working on uh, just the NFL, solely on the NFL. Um, so I think there is, um, that's one sport that is kind of a, 
all year round sport. And, and I think there's always shows that are interested in talking to NFL players and coaches and things like that. I mean, certainly when, when this all kind of went down, it was right around the time of, you know, when free agency was starting, Tom Brady was just about to decide where he was going to go. And then we jumped into the, to the NFL draft. So there was a lot of, certainly a lot of heavy lifting. Um, myself and my colleague, Katie Bork, uh, are two people, we, we kind of tag team the NFL together. And so, um, we've done, there's been a lot of heavy lifting over the past, you know, two months or so. Um, and now that we're kind of in this zone of figuring everything out and people are kind of just, you know, hanging out, there's shows that are asking, Hey, can we, you know, talk to these rookies to talk about how, you know, it's been acclimating to the NFL and Hey, can this, you know, head coach, come on, you know, we just had Andy Reid on. Scott Van Pelt Sports Center uh, this past week, you know, just to talk about again, like winning the winning the Super Bowl, how the, how the off season, you know, has been going and things like that. So there's it's been busier than ever, and uh, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I, I think the, the one well, there's been a lot of pauses, but one of the positives that has has come out of this has been um, the reliant that the reliance that we've had to the lean on on this FaceTime Zoom. Skype type stuff where shows in the past were not always uh, into it and, and maybe a little worried that um, something might happen. Now this is their only choice. You know, you can't go to a studio and, and do an interview. So uh, we've seen a lot of success out of it. We've certainly had some ne- negative experiences with it as well, but I'd say about 90% of the experiences we've had have been real positive and uh, it's, it's been good. So I think moving forward, once everything kind of resumes and gets back to normal, we'll still be able to have the, the opportunities to have, you know, FaceTime and Skype type of interviews as well with these shows, which, which is a, just a kind of another, another tool that we can put in the tool belt. Mm-hmm. Is this the easiest time you've had booking guests in your career? Um, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's the easiest. I, I think there are people that are more willing to do it now. Um, but I, I don't know that I'd say it's the easiest. I, I think typically around big events, you know, when it's the NFL draft or, uh, you know, the NBA finals and things like that, sometimes people realize like, okay, this is a good opportunity to come out and, and talk and, you know, have a, con- you know, have a conversation and things. So, so typically around those events and you can, you can kind of work up to it, but there's a lot of pre-planning that has to go into it. And sometimes you got to lay the foundation uh, months in advance with, with some of these folks. Again, it goes back to the, the building, the relationship piece. Um, but, but if you can do that, then you've done the, the kind of the heavy lifting ahead of time. And then it's just reaching out and seeing, you know, who's available. But I would say it's, it's not necessarily easiest, uh, but it's, it certainly has been uh, the biggest opportunity to, to reach out to these people. Um, when you get so many shows wanting people, uh, the, your percent chance of success goes up because you're certainly shooting a lot more shots. Um, so I, I think that has been, uh, that's been an experience where a lot of people have been wanting to do stuff but a lot of the shows have been wanting people too. So the supply and demand is there and, and we just send out the emails, send out the phone calls and, and see, you know, what we get back. Now, Josh, this is my favorite part of the show is the fast five quick round. It's five quick questions and you have however long to take to answer them. Are you ready? Yes. What is uh, your go-to snack? Uh, I have these uh, Snyder Buffalo pretzel pieces that I enjoy. Uh, I don't know that my wife likes to kiss me after I eat them, but I certainly enjoy anything spicy. I'm always about, I'm always about the spice for, for snacks or for meals. If you could interview one person off the record, who would you choose? 
Oh man, that's a really good one. Um, I I think I would I think I'd want to talk to Tom Brady and find out a little bit more about the the ins, inner workings of what was happening over the last few years in Foxborough. Uh, and I guess you could you could say on the other side, Bill Belichick, uh, one or the other, and kind of really really get into what was happening the the past you know few years before the breakup uh, between between the two. Or you could say both separately, and then you can compare notes. Okay, there you go. What is one thing that people think you are that you are not? Um, what do people, you know, I think I may come off at times as organized for people that, that, um, that don't know me very well. Um, if I didn't have my iPhone to, to remind me, you know, Hey, I got to reach out to this person or, you know, whatever it might be. And I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm terrible. I mean, if you saw the desk that I'm sitting on, you know, working on right now, it's a mess. My, you know, my, my wife keeps me, you know, tries to keep me in line as far as, you know, picking up around the house and things like that. But I mean, I haven't seen my office desk at work in a while, but I know that's, that was a mess too. So it, I would say, I would say, or being organized. What is your go-to sports movie? Oh man, go-to sports movie. Um, I, you know, I think I got to go with an oldie, but a goodie and it's uh, space jam. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then, the last one for the Fast Five, what is one question you've always wanted to been asked, either behind the scenes or in a podcast like this? Well, I don't – see, it's funny. I don't get interviewed very often, so, so, so I'm not, I don't really think too, too much about that. But I think uh, any opportunity I get to talk about uh, how I got into the, you know, into the business, um, it, you never – typically people in this in this business never get into it in a traditional manner and there's always kind of different ways that people go about it and I think it's those stories are always kind of interesting and unique um so I, anytime I can I can talk about you know getting into the business and and really kind of just the you know you being aggressive uh being upfront and and not being uh overbearing with people but but certainly staying on people's radar is is really important and I think that's uh, you, using those tactics to, to not only get into the business, but stay in the business uh, is, is really important. And then, Josh, my last question for you, if you could go back to yourself in college when you're working on that radio station, what would you tell yourself? Would you tell him anything in particular that you have picked up throughout the years? Um, you know, I think I would say um, look consider what you're actually getting into <laughs> because I always say, you know, um, this isn't like working at a bank or, or working in finance where if you don't like where you're working or, or something goes wrong, you can just kind of stay where you're, where you are, but move to the, you know, the bank down the street. I mean, the, there are, there's a lot of organizations, but they're in, they're in certain spots around the country, Los Angeles, New York, you know, Bristol, Connecticut is, is really just, kind of the outlier where ESPN is, but for the most part, it's, it's, uh, once you have a family and, and you kind of get your roots down in, you know, in somewhere, you kind of have to stay there. And so when we first, when I first got the job at ESPN, I was living in Massachusetts with my wife and, uh, we moved to Connecticut for about four years. And in the four years we had two kids and, uh, didn't have any family around the area. My wife's family lives in Massachusetts and my, my folks live in uh, New Hampshire. And so we, uh, luckily ESPN was nice enough to, to, uh, talk to me and consider a flex schedule kind of, kind of opportunity. So, uh, once, uh, the four, about four years was up, we moved back to Massachusetts 
And uh, now I commute into ESPN about two or three days a week, uh, but we're able to be close for family. So I would say just consider uh, what you're getting into and, and not necessarily shy away from, from the on-air aspect. Because again, I think that's something that is fun and, and uh, something that I would consider doing down the road. And, and sometimes starting out and trying to stick to it when you're younger is, uh, is something that uh, I, you know, I certainly could have, could have done um, you know, moving forward as well. Now, Josh, I do see some Mike and Mike memorabilia in the back. It looks like a little poster. When you look back at your time on that show, what sticks out to you most? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think it's, it's working with uh, some really great guys in, in Greeny and Golick. And it's, it's you know, working with a really good crew of people as well. Um, but, but it's, it's, it's one of those moments, you know, like I referenced earlier about, you know, being standing with Goodell and talking to him or Aaron Rodgers or whatever, but it, I think it's, it's sometimes I had to think, you know, sitting in, in the studio with, with the guys and, you know, talking to them about guests or whatever it might be. I think a lot of times I would look back and say, well, this is, this is crazy. Cause again, this is a show I watched, you know, when I was growing up and, and in college and things like that. And so I think it's it's looking back at the memories of working on that show and, and knowing that I made an impact and very small impact, but an impact, you know, with some guests and things like that as well. So, um, yeah, the po- so the poster, this one that that's right here is actually all three of them. They're from uh, different years at the Super Bowl. So we had uh, the guests sign um, posters. And the originals were auctioned off for charity and I was able to get a copy of some of them. So it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun memory uh, as well, but yeah, working on Mike and Mike, I think no matter what else I do in my career, I think that show will always be something that is a high point uh, and something I'll look back and think fondly about. Well, Josh, thanks so much for taking the time to join the whole story podcast this morning. It's been a pleasure catching up and talking with you this morning. Thanks for the time, Alex. I appreciate it.